here with you, crowned in His glory. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for joining in this conversation. I'm so excited to be with you again today and to unpack just some things that the Lord has um, just had on my heart to have a conversation with you today about. I'm so excited because I really believe that today is going to start us on um, a few podcasts, and I don't know exactly how long, how long it'll be, but I do know that it's going to be until the Lord tells us differently, we are going to just unpack something. And what we are going to unpack is just the fullness of the very fact, ladies, that you are a VIP, a heavenly VIP. Yes, a kingdom VIP. Yes, a daughter of the king VIP. Crowned in his glory, just with walking in the very revelation, fullness uncovered that you are a VIP. And you may be laughing, thinking, okay, Kim, yeah, yeah, okay. You kind of went a little extravagant with that. But I know, no, I didn't. Because you are the very most high's daughter. And being in that place makes you a VIP. Yes, a VIP. (laughs) And everybody's probably saying, oh, a very important person. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'm a very important person. That's what you're saying to me. Well, actually, you are a very important person. But the VIP that I'm talking about is a full revelation of that you are valuable. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ and that you are walking in full divine purpose and God's plan for your life. Yeah, that's what that means. You're valuable. You are so Valuable, And that's what we're going to get right into today. We're going to talk about your value. And what does that really mean? Well, you know, we could go through all kinds of different definitions, which we probably will get into several different things. But I really want us to talk just about what is the definition of valuable. Okay, well, let's look at that. Um, it, it is, and in several different, um, dictionaries, Bible commentaries, Hebrew words, Greek words, we're going to look at it kind of all a little bit here. So the definition for price and value would be valuable. So there's a price and there's a value, which makes you valuable. The amount of exchange medium that something is worth or must be spent to acquire the good or the service. So when God says, hmm, I'm going to form her before she's even in her mother's womb. Yes. And so you were created. Push. 
Okay. So when you're created, I'm giving y'all kind of little sound effects. That's just the fun coming out today in me. But so you're, you're born. Okay. So then he's created you. Yeah. So he saw you valuable then because it says that you were formed by him before you were even in your mother's womb, scripture says. So that means that he saw you valuable before you were even in your mother's womb. So then what happens? You grow up. You come into the knowledge of Jesus and You are born again. Your life is completely divinely reset. You are born again, which means, boom, you're there's a second encounter of your value. You're so valuable to God that he sent his son to come into an exchange to buy you back. Wow. Hello. I would say we're quite valuable. But what does the enemy love to make us feel? Not valued. What does does the enemy love to do with women? He loves to get us into comparison. He loves to get us into um, just, you know, our identity, our value, you know, he, he loves to just mess, 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 mess in all of that. And what did he really try to do? He tried to get us into competition with men. Yeah. Hello. I said it. You know, what is one of the things that has happened in all of the the different um, agendas and the different Um, arenas when it comes to women. Well, the very thing that tried to get distorted was the fact that we walked in our own identity. What, What is the biggest thing that is trying to attack, especially our young girls? Hello? Come on. We've got to come back into the very design of heaven. And what does that mean? That means that God created Eve in the garden. And why did he do that? Because he realized that Adam couldn't reproduce without Eve. Yes, he couldn't be alone. It's not good for for Adam to be alone. That's what God said. Well, so what did he do? He formed Eve so that Eve could come in so that the two could come back together and they could reproduce. And why did he want them to reproduce? Because they were created for fellowship and worship with him, intimacy with him. He, he wanted to walk with them in the cool of the day. He wanted to, to have fellowship with them. So what were the things that were stolen in the garden? Hmm. Well, I'm not going to go into all of that today. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to send you on a, um, 
a journey with him for him to reveal to you more and more just about that, because we don't have time today to really go into that particular aspect of this, because I don't want to get off track. But here's the thing. God really wanted and saw that there was a need for a woman. But what kind of got distorted over, you know, <laughs> over from from the very beginning of Adam and Eve till now? What has gotten where where we're just we kind of compete? We 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 don't. Okay, well, I, I'm just as strong as is that person and and you know um i'm just as pretty as she is and i'm just as talented as she is and you know what i'm a woman i can do anything a man can do well you may can do anything a man can do but you may not want to i mean there are certain things that i mean i live in a house of men hello and there are certain things that i don't need them to um, compete with me <laughs> in, I'll just say, hey, do it. You know, so what I'm saying, and I don't want to get into, you know, some ditches where somebody takes what I say and, you know, make it what I'm not saying. What I'm saying is we as women need to walk in the very design, the very purpose, the very plan that God created us to walk in. And that means he made us certain ways. Now, each individual woman has her own thumbprint. So that means weren't there's no duplicates. But there are certain characteristics in women that are needed. And we have to walk in our divine place. And we don't have to be in competition with anyone. And I guess that's really the bottom line that I'm trying to get to, ladies, is in in this conversation that I'm having with you right now, I just want you to Come away with what I'm saying with this. Be free to walk in who you are and who God created you to be. He sees you as valuable. That's how he created you. That's why he created you. Because he said, hmm, I need a Kimberly in this world. And I need not only um, that name, because there's hundreds and thousands of Kimberleys, but I need this specific one to have this color eyes, this color hair, this body shape, hello, this, this very thumbprint, and there is no one else like her. Praise God, there's no one else like me. <laughs> um, there's no one else like you. But what, if, if I could say it this way, I know, I know because I know of the, uh, the, the struggles that I've experienced at different seasons in my life and what the Lord has had me have to walk through and what I've had to do to build who I am in Christ and 
how much I've had to see with his eyes, with the eyes of the spirit, with what he wants me to see as valuable. And how much I've had to work on the inside to accept that value. Okay. And so if I've had to do that, I know that others have had to do that. So I just want to encourage you today. You are valuable, ladies. Valuable. That means something was exchanged for your value. Something, something was exchanged. Hello? For your value. He saw you valuable. He said, hmm, Kim has value. And because she has value, I'm exchanging my son. I'm exchanging my son because that value is not going to be discarded. That value is not going to be thrown away. It's it's not going to it's not just going in the trash. I'm going to buy it back because I see it as valuable. I see it as precious. I see it as needed. Hello? Hello, you're needed. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You're needed. And you're even in your thoughts, you're saying, no, there's a dime a dozen. I'm not needed. No, you are needed. There is no other person on this earth that has your DNA thumbprint. You are needed. (laughs) You are. You are needed. And you say, well, how am I needed or why am I needed? Well, how you're needed depends on the very things that he's put inside of you, the giftings and the callings and the desires. You know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Well, in the Hebrew that that says, train up a child in the way he is leaning And when he is old, he will not depart from it. In other words, train up a child in the way that his giftings and his callings are leaning him. So each one of us have a leaning that's on the inside of us naturally, God-given, God's desires, things that you see has come just natural. They come natural. Well, I just, I organize. I, I naturally have a, an eye to, to des- design things or place things where they should go. So you're naturally a crafty person. You're, you're naturally a, um, a designer in some form. You know, you, you naturally love to do hair and makeup. Well, hello. Those things you naturally, I know several people that, and, and that I could name them right now, that they are the absolute best mothers because all they wanted to do was grow up and have kids. Okay, well, that's for a purpose. You're leaning towards that. There's others that they grew up and they did not want to have children. So you are one that is an architect or a designer or, or, or you're, you're one who, you know, 
you create a different way. You're musical. So allow what's in you to become an external price, a value. I don't know if I explained that the way that I really wanted to explain it, but let me just say it this way. So you start seeing yourself as valuable. You start allowing the Holy Spirit to work with you. When you look in the mirror, you see yourself as valuable. Well, where does that start? Well, that starts with you going to the Word of God. And you finding yourself in the mirror of the word and you begin to speak it. Go to our website, spellmanministries.org. Look in the resource tab. Print out a who I am in Christ scripture um, list. Begin to look at one or two of those scriptures. Highlight. Begin with a highlighter, a single highlighter, and highlight two verses and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your value, your identity through those two scriptures in the next week. Just meditate on them. Read them every day. Say, Holy Spirit, help me see myself in the mirror of the word. Look inside when you're putting your your makeup on or you're doing your hair and you're looking in a mirror at your face. You just look in your eyes and say, thank you, Jesus. I see myself valuable in you. I see the value that you see in me, in me. (laughs) That's a lot, but it's something that we have to do. And as we begin to really come into the place as women, that we do see ourselves as valuable, as we do see ourselves fully walking in who we are in Christ, and we walk in the very purpose and plan that God's created us for, you know what? Then we perpetuate that. Then there's other women that get around us and they say, hmm. I'm going to watch. There's something about her. There's something on the inside of her. What, what, what? And, and they'll come up and say, what makes you different? Hmm, what, what makes you different? There's something just about you. I just sense the presence of God whenever I'm around you. Why is that? Is because you realize that you are a VIP. You are his VIP. And he has made you full of value, full of his identity, and full of his purpose. Because it all comes from him. The value, you're valuable because your value is found in him. Your identity, your, your, your whole worth, who you are, your identity is found in him. And your very purpose is found in him because he's formed you for a plan and a purpose, and you walk it out. How awesome is God that he would make it so that we could walk victorious. And, you know, I didn't really get into a huge amount of this, um, but in our short little time that we have left, I want to read something. 
And it's Matthew um, 12 and verse, let's see, let me go down to verse 33. And I think that this ties along and I'm just going to read verse, let's see, 33 through 37, because I, I just want us to to be reminded of something as I read this, then once I do, I'll, I'll explain. You must, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. So verse 33, you must determine if a tree is good or rotten. You can recognize good trees by their delicious fruit. Okay, hello, our orchard is important. But if you find rotten fruit... You can be certain that the tree is rotten. Uh-oh, we don't want to be rotten fruit. No, no rotten trees allowed. The fruit defines the tree. But you who are known as the Pharisees are rotten to the core. Whoa, hello. You've been poisoned by the nature of a venomous snake. Hello. The enemy himself wants to poison us and have us think complete opposite from the fact that we are valuable, our identity is found in Christ, and we walk in a purpose that Christ is designed us to walk in. How, okay, so let's read on. How can your words be good and trustworthy if you are rotten within? So here we go again, talking about the very fact that the word of God, the mirror of the word is very important. And we must speak what the word says, not what we feel. Okay. So ladies, it's important in finding out our value. Our value has to be based in the word of God. And then we have to speak that over ourselves, not speak what the world is speaking, not speaking out loud what someone has said to us our whole life and the words of that person are in our ear. We can just close our eyes and hear them speaking that. Well, what do you do about that? How do you how do you erase that? Well, this is how you do it. You say, okay. I'm not listening to those words that were spoken over me any longer. Father, I thank you for the truth of your word. And I forgive so-and-so for the words that were spoken. Father, whether it was on purpose or it was through ignorance, I forgive them and I ask you to forgive them. And I thank you that you are retraining me to hear your voice and what you say. And Father, your word says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and my soul knows it right well. I thank you that I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, so, and you know, you can personalize that, you can adapt that. I just did that just as a quick illustration. So what do we do? We have to retrain those voices and we have to put them under the blood of Jesus. We have to see in the word of God, the truth 
you know, because those words will, you know, you're, you're a failure. You're always be a failure. Maybe you heard that from a parent, you know, maybe you heard that from a grandparent. You're, you're ugly. You'll, you'll, you'll never, ever be anything. Well, those words are words straight from the pit of hell. And those words do not have to define you any longer. And that's just how you answer those words. They, they come back in a thought and you can simply not agree with them anymore. Because maybe you've been in a position that you've agreed with those words and those words have come in and you've agreed with them. You've even maybe spoken things over yourself. And you've heard those words in your mind and then you have spoken them out loud. Well, you can just say, no, no more. I thank you, Lord, that I I uproot every seed that I've planted that is contrary to your word when it comes to speaking over my value and that I'm valuable in your eyes. See, it's a simple recognition repentance and reestablishing who you are that's that's really what it's all about and when when our value has been reset and we become valuable again in in our own mind's eye man it affects it affects how we look at life it affects how we look at our family it affects how we look at our job it everything is affected by that. And so we are reestablishing. Amen. So let's go back to where I was reading. Um, Let's see, how can your words be good and trustworthy? If you're rotten within for what has been stored up in your heart will be heard in the overflow of your words. So in other words, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak. So we have to make sure that in our heart, we are full, we are filling ourselves up with how valuable we are to Christ, how valuable he's made us. And not only, you know, once we get this, but it's important if we have daughters, if we have sons, either one of them, but especially our little girls, we, we put in how valuable they are and that they are beautiful and that they were created for, for his glory, for the Lord's glory. And with our, our little guys, you know, they're, they're handsome and they were created great warriors in, in Christ. And, you know, so we put those things back into them. Now, let me go on and read. Um, Verse 35, when virtue is stored within the hearts of good and upright people will produce good fruit. But when evil is hidden within, those who are evil will produce evil fruit. Uh oh, (laughs) we do not want to produce evil fruit. You can be sure of this. When the day of judgment comes Everyone will be held account uh, accountable for every careless word he has spoken. Your very words will be used as evidence against you and your words will declare you either innocent or guilty. 
See, that's where I wanted us to finish up was in this very last two verses I just read, because our words are important and we will give an account for the words, the idle words, non-producing, non-fruit producing words that we speak. So we have to make sure that we're watching, ladies, what we're speaking even over ourselves. What's what thoughts are we allowing to go through our mind and even what what ones we're speaking <laughs> that um, have gone through our minds that we're getting into agreement with? We have to stay in agreement with the word of God. We have to stay hooked completely in the word and what the word says about us. And as we do that, we fall into a place of knowing It's not arrogant. It's not prideful. No, when you truly know you're valuable, it's a place of great humility because you realize in your heart just how much he paid because he wanted you. He wanted me. And when we see how much he wanted us and what great exchange, what price was paid for that exchange for him to receive back to himself the very valuable, the very valuable, the very valuable one he wanted back. He wanted his creation back. He wanted his daughter back because he saw her as the most important, most valuable creation he'd ever created. See, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to allow not only our minds, but our hearts and our spirits to all get it. But I want to say it again, because we're going to end today's conversation with this very thing. I want you to realize, ladies, you are the most valuable creation to him. You're valuable. He saw you and he said, "Hmm, I got to get her back. I got to get her back. And Jesus said, okay, I'll go. And he exchanged, he exchanged He exchanged us and got us back. And the father says, oh, (laughs) I got my most valuable creation back. I got her back. I got her back. I got her back. I just want you to Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to minister to you 
in the next days about your value and just how valuable you really are. And that He created you. He formed you. He made you just the way you are. And there is nothing you can do. There is nothing that you can't do that affects your value in his eyes. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you for sending your son, Jesus. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now that as I close this very conversation with these ladies, that you speak to them individually in every way about how precious they are and the very value that you see in them. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering.